Hello, and welcome to CCBJ Perspectives Podcast, providing access to leaders and influencers within the ever-evolving ecosystem of lawyers and legal professionals. Today's guest is Eric Wengler, President North America at Big Hand. With over 17 years of experience in the legal industry, Eric previously served as Vice President of RICO's Legal Vertical Segment. Since joining Big Hand, Eric has grown the North American business and the Big Hand customer base significantly. In addition, Eric led the acquisition of Esquire Innovations, now Big Hand Produce, in Temecula, California, a leading provider of Microsoft Office integrated practice management software, services, and applications for the legal market. We're excited to have Eric with us today to discuss current challenges facing companies, his research on law firms' plans for flexibility, and the obstacles in recruiting and retaining staff, and more. Hi there, Eric. We're so excited to have you here with us today to to discuss the current challenges facing companies, the research on law firm plans for flexibility, the obstacles in recruiting and retaining staff, and more. Um, We understand that Big Hand, the organization that you lead, has done a very significant survey among law firms with 50 lawyers or more. To start us off, could you just tell us a little bit about that and then we can get into our regular questions. Yeah, thanks. And uh, it's great to talk to you again, Kristen. Regarding the, uh, the surveys themselves, we actually set out to, uh, this was a bit of a journey that started a couple of years ago when we did a survey through ALA, uh, looking at recruiting and retirement challenges in the back office of law firms. So we'd, uh, we gathered a good bit of data that was all kind of pre-pandemic. And uh, we set out with that data to kind of get a deeper and, and more thorough understanding of some of the challenges that are facing law firms post-pandemic. So the first bit of work we did was uh, what we call the Legal Workflow Management Survey, which we published just in July of 2021. This was focused primarily to the challenges in the back office, so in the support organizations. And then we also published an additional report in August of, uh, of 2021 that we call the Legal Resource Management Report. And that is more focused on how firms are engaging with their lawyer staff, particularly how they're engaging their associates and uh, and deploying them or trying to deploy them more effectively. So again, the surveys were very comprehensive. We had 900 respondents globally. uh, And as you said, in in firms of greater than 50 lawyers, to our knowledge, these are the largest pieces of research that's ever been done in the areas that we're going to talk about today. And there were 400 plus respondents specific to North America, which is what we're going to be chatting about today. For anybody who's interested, the, the data is all available. It's, it's very detailed on our website, and they're, they're welcome to go there and take a look. Terrific. Thank you. Well, it sounds like an enormous undertaking. I certainly haven't seen research that broad. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the main challenges that were identified um, with the firms you spoke with during the pandemic? Yeah, I think it starts with the demands that their clients are placing on them. So there's increased pressure from their clients to uh, to control costs and, and to look for ways to find efficiency. A lot of challenge around cost transparency. And uh, as more and more firms move to fixed fee engagements with their clients, if you really think about it, every dollar that's spent in additive costs is a a loss of a dollar in profit. So it it makes uh, some of these challenges really, really acute. 75% of firms said they've seen increased pressure from clients to make sure work is completed by the most cost-effective resource. That is primarily focused on, on engaging their associates in better ways, but also in how they're kind of engaging their, their back office staff. 56% of those firms said that the pressure has increased since the pandemic. Uh, And surely that's not going to go away anytime soon. 
And then most of the firms we work with have put real teeth into attempting to, to better deliver on their diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. And we find that, you know, kind of backing that up with technology can put, you know, real teeth into those commitments and have them better deliver on them. So now that we see so many firms and corporate organizations focusing on return to work in real life phase, what can your research tell us about how law firms are planning for more flexible and hybrid working situations? Yeah, it's interesting and maybe not a complete surprise, but uh, the survey said that 80% of lawyers uh, are working more often out of hours. So kind of not the typical nine to five, although I'm not sure lawyers work that way very, very much anyway. But what we also found is that 58% are saying that support staff are also embracing flexible hours. So, you know, you think about the way support staff and legal secretaries were traditionally engaged when everybody was in the office, and, and that's almost, you know, unheard of or unimaginable. 18 months ago, it, it just wouldn't have looked the same. As far as how firms are going to be moving forward, 93% of the firms said they expect support staff to continue to work away from the office two or more days a week. You know, if you see anything in the legal press, which I'm sure you have recently, there's an awful lot of information out very specific to how firms are moving back to hybrid working and or some level of returning to the office. I think everybody's been challenged with, you know, the, the Delta variant and everything else and, and making sure uh, they're keeping their employees safe, but also being able to manage the business. So I know a lot of the feedback that we get from our clients and our prospects is that, you know, recruiting in an environment where you're going to expect your staff in the office 100% of the time is getting to be very, very difficult because so many firms are offering more flexible work and more flexible schedules. So, you know, our, our perspective is, and based on the survey data, you know, hybrid working is here to stay. And I think, again, most firms are finding a way to embrace it. When you do see uh, an occasional story about a firm that's really kind of compelling their staff to get back to the office, very often you'll see some follow-up information that says either the associates are, are not fans of it or the, uh, the support staff in the same way. So I think Everybody's kind of gotten used to working in this way and they've done it effectively. So most firms are going to embrace it. Thank you. That's so interesting because we've always had a work from home element in our small company. And the conversation that I had at Thomson Reuters Marketing Partner Forum last month was really around the idea of so many firms losing that mentoring capability. Um, if people were working from home either exclusively or too much that they just wouldn't have that, that personal friction. I've been talking to lots of folks, um, many of them at AMLAW 100 firms, about the idea of just cultivating culture um, and best work practices. You know, frankly, uh, Big Hand is the same. You know, we've always had a component of remote work. Greater than half of our employees in North America work remote every day. So, you know, we've always been able to kind of embrace it. You know, technology has certainly helped bridge the gap over the last 18 months, but that the human factor is real. Obviously, we're a technology company, so we're advocates of, of bridging some of that gap uh, on the engagement side and, and just on work processes with technology. But I think a big part of what firms are trying to solve is exactly that, is what is the right mix of, of in-person mentoring? You know, how effective can you be remotely with mentoring? And in a lot of cases, uh, traditional ways of working in a law firm are, are changing dramatically. And this is just a massive amount of change for the industry. For sure. And, and part of our discussion was basically around the water cooler effect of, you know, people my age, there was a water cooler and you would walk out of a meeting and you would go to the water cooler or the coffee machine 
um, and talk about whatever happened at soccer over the weekend and, and really being able to bring some harmony to your work-life balance in terms of relating with people. And that kind of leads into my next question, which is hybrid working has many benefits for staff, like much better work-life balance, but what is the impact of the business and how are law firm leaders going to make long-term flexible working a success? And I say that, I asked that question in the context of, so there are different measures of success, right? There's financial success for the firm. There is professional development for the executives like we were just talking about. And there's just a joy factor of be enjoying where you work and, and being able to appreciate that and not assume that you're entitled to two days from home or three days from home and, and elements like that. Yeah, I think just on a, on a pure kind of business perspective, the real challenge I think is around having transparency and visibility to the work, which hasn't always been great in law firms and not just that, but, but the people available to do it. So again, when we think about engaging with back office staff, you know, most firms would tell you prior to the pandemics, when everybody was in the office, this was a struggle, right? Understanding who was busy, um, you know, who had capacity, who had the skills to do the work um, that the lawyers were generating. And again, in the survey, and I'll, I'll talk a lot about the data in the survey, and then we can touch on a little bit of what we're kind of seeing, but 55% of the firms said hybrid work requires better visibility, kind of what I just touched on. And their concerns were around a lack of knowledge transfer, which is a little bit of what you referred to and the kind of cultural shift. So 30% said they're concerned about that lack of knowledge transfer. Another 30% said they're worried about the lack of visibility of work volume and staff capacity when they're not kind of live and in person. And then 32% lack understanding of how to find the right resource to complete the work. We think a lot about the fact that the way the law firms engage with their lawyers, they, they literally track their work in six or eight minute increments. But many firms don't have any real visibility to the productivity or the engagement of their back office. So the survey says that less than, I think it's 48%, less than 50% firms are manually tracking work um, done by their support staff, which means more than half don't track it at all. And if these folks are going to be in or out of the office fairly regularly, you know, there's, there's likely a better way. And what we found is, and again, the data proved this out, is when lawyers are struggling to find the right people to help them with the work, they, they tend to do it themselves, which is certainly not a great solution. So again, the, the data tells us that 76% of firms say they're encouraging their lawyers to delegate work to the most cost-effective resource. Another 61% say that their support staff was utilized less during the pandemic. So you've kind of got two numbers that don't necessarily work together. And the, the piece that I found really kind of astounding is 47% of the North American firms say their billable hours actually dropped or were reduced in the face of increased demand. So everything you read about in the industry is that there's a massive amount of demand. You know, lawyers are working crazy hours, but Half the firms that we spoke to, and again, there was 900 of them, 400 in the U.S., are saying that their billable hours actually dropped year over year during the pandemic. So we, we found that to be a real challenge for these firms. So Eric, it's been well documented that recruiting and retaining staff is increasingly difficult in today's climate. What did your research find in this area? Yeah, so really, Kristen, this was um, a big part of, of what drove the additional piece of research that we completed recently. So as I mentioned at the start of our conversation, you know, we did a survey through ALA back in, in late 2019, the results of which we published in, in 2020. Um, so again, that was, it was March, so it would have been pre-pandemic. 
Uh, as we were out talking to customers and prospects, we, we kept hearing this notion that, you know, we've got a large or a high percentage of our legal assistants, very tenured legal assistants who are going to be leaving the business. So we're, we're big believers in, in making data-driven decisions. So we said, well, let's, let's find out, you know, kind of what the facts are. So again, this is back in, in early 2020. Firms expected to lose 58% of their legal secretaries to attrition and retirement within the next five years. And they were telling us that one of the key challenges was recruiting like for like to replace these folks. So about three quarters of the firm said the difficulty was a seven or, or, or more out of 10 and that it was affecting how they were going to staff uh, their back office moving forward. The other thing I found really interesting is that 60% of firms said it's really difficult to structure your support staff to meet the needs of different generations of lawyers. So you know, your more tenured kind of 25 year in, in tenure partner has expectations of kind of concierge or, or kid glove service, white glove service, where, you know, your, your younger and, and maybe uh, more tech savvy associates really don't necessarily need to kind of have a relationship uh, with somebody in their back office support staff. So, you know, that was kind of the benchmark that was set, you know, a little over two years ago. As we flash forward to the most recent survey, Firms are expecting to lose 80% of their support staff, up to 80% in the next five years due to retirement and, and natural attrition. So the numbers have gotten even more stark um, since the pandemic. Even on the low end of the scale, firms said they expect to lose at least 40%. And I think when you, you think about those numbers, I, I don't know of another industry that's going to be challenged this way in the coming five years. It's, it's really unprecedented. So that's going to put a, a tremendous uh, strain on the support teams. Because they're, again, same, same kind of data. They're really struggling to replace these folks like for like. So still deemed about a, a 7 or a 10 or greater uh, kind of degree of difficulty. You could probably argue that in the younger generation expect more specialist roles with greater growth opportunities and, and maybe don't want to work in the traditional way that the legal secretaries have been engaged. So since the pandemic, what the research tells us is 80% of firms have made changes to their support teams either by restructuring them or introducing teams since the pandemic began. And another 50%, again, intend to make further changes moving forward. So, you know, clearly firms have made change. Again, you see a lot of press uh, about firms that have made substantial changes to their back office. Um, but again, there's another 50% uh, that intend to make further change. So some of those folks are going to go through more than, more than one kind of changes in structure. Wow, that's amazing and alarming at the same time. <laughs> well, it's, it's a real challenge. It really is. So tell us what tips or opportunities can you offer to firms as they're planning out for the next few years or phases of their growth? Yeah, great question. Again, you know, what the data tells us from the research, and we, we kind of focus this on, you know, what are firms looking to accomplish over the next 24 months? More than half said better facilitation of hybrid work is a priority, probably not a, a massive surprise. As we said, it, it's, it's here to stay. That's clear. 40% are focused on upskilling or retraining their support staff in the next 24 months. And, you know, if you've seen the, the legal press recently, I think Reed Smith and Fox Rothschild are both great examples of firms that are really redefining the role of the legal secretary. Um, and again, I think a lot of firms are moving and a lot of firms that we work with are going is that they want to take the, the knowledge that these tenured legal, legal secretaries have and have built up over the last 25 years and give them a role that it almost makes them the, uh, you know, the air traffic controller on behalf of their lawyers. So more customer facing, engaging more often with other people in the business to complete the work. So again, I think that's a, a direction of travel for a lot of firms right now. 
In the survey, 39% said that they've increased their reliance on outsourcing, and another 40% say that is uh, outsourcing is a priority objective over the next 24 months. And, and then finally, you know, which was kind of uh, music to our ears, 45% of law firms said they intend to implement workflow technology in the next 24 months. So, you know, we've certainly been very, very busy um, since the outset of the pandemic as firms are trying to work with remote and hybrid working. As I mentioned, you know, we, we think technology can bridge some of that. Uh, and certainly make them more efficient, give them greater transparency. So all areas of focus over the, uh, the next 24 months, according to the survey. So Eric, I know that Big Hand works with firms as they restructure the back office and their legal support. Can you please tell us more about how you support them through this transition? Obviously, we're, we're a software development business, so we focus primarily to, uh, to technology solutions. We focus actually exclusively to technology solutions for law firms. So we've developed a, uh, a workflow platform over the last, I guess, six or seven years now that, that helps connect lawyers to their, uh, their support staff and, and the folks in the back office. And, you know, it's, it's been very, very popular over the last 18 months as firms, again, try to kind of come to grips with remote and hybrid working. And really, I think what underpins it is, is just getting the work into a system whereby it can be managed and monitored, giving firms transparency around what was traditionally a very opaque process, right? So a lawyer would hand work or, or email work to uh, an assistant who's responsible for their work. And, you know, again, it was really hard to understand who was busy, who had capacity, who had skills, and, and what work was being done by, by which employees. So again, what we're seeing is there's a, a pretty significant drive within our customers to move away from relationship-based support where, you know, a legal secretary does all the work for three lawyers, regardless of, of what it is, because quote unquote, their lawyers generated it. Again, the, the trying to break that traditional model where, you know, somebody knows everything that these three folks need and, and takes care of them. And it's interesting because some firms are almost doubling down on that approach where they're taking their most tenured legal secretaries, spreading them across a, a broader group of lawyers to help them manage their work, but not necessarily complete it. So what the technology allows you to do is get the work into a system that gives you vision to it, helps you understand you know, how much of what type of work there is, and, and really gives firms data to drive future staffing and, uh, and modeling decisions. So understanding who's generating what type of work, who's completing it, and, and if that doesn't make sense, how do we change it? So, you know, a bit of our mantra is, is getting the right work to the right teams with the right skills at the right costs. And inevitably or invariably, what we find when we engage with law firms is that if they're working in a traditional model, once they understand the data underneath the process, they very quickly realize that their most valuable and typically highest compensated legal secretaries are doing a massive amount of, of very clerical work that can be completed more efficiently uh, with somebody with different skills, who, who, again, doesn't necessarily have 25 years of, of legal experience because those folks, the more senior folks, can add a lot more value to the business by being engaged in different ways. Oh, I really like that point because I think it's one of the things that law firm executives can often lose sight of scale. And I think that's what you're pointing to is that there's, there's a lot that can be scaled. No, I think you're right. And again, I think the other thing to think about is, is as the data has shown us, you know, there's going to be a, a fairly significant exodus of, of very tenured legal secretaries from, from the legal community over the next five years. And quite frankly, there's not a lot of folks who want to move into that type of role. And nobody sets out, I'm sure, assuming they're going to do the same role forever. But 
again, I think what we're finding is that the younger generation of worker would rather deal with technology, would rather do the work that's put in front of them, do the work that they're good at and have interest in with an opportunity for growth. Even if firms wanted to maintain a traditional support structure, their ability to recruit folks to move into those roles is becoming very, very difficult. And you know, the firms that we deal with, you know, at times, it's difficult from a change management perspective because you know, lawyers are used to working the way they work. But at the end of the day, when you can't replace those folks the way you would like to, you're going to have to change your structure and have to change the way you engage with these staff to, to keep the lawyers happy and, quite honestly, to, to keep the, the law firm's clients happy. And that's really what it's all about. For sure. So, Eric, from your conversations with law firm executives and leadership and your base knowledge of the industry overall, what do you see the direction of travel being over the next 24 months? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a bit of more of the same, right? There's, if you think about the last 18 months and, and, you know, very early on, you know, firms were just trying to deal with, can we get everybody up and working remotely? And, and fortunately, most firms, you know, had mature IT groups that, that you know, were able to get that solved pretty quickly. Um, but there's still an awful lot of firms that are, that are dealing with the return to office. And, and that's, you know, obviously been a moving target. What we're seeing generally is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, many firms are moving away from relationship-based support just because it can't continue the way that it has because of the challenges we spoke about, the, the pending retirements and the difficulty in recruiting. So what that leads to is a lot of firms are hiring junior staff to kind of fill the ranks and, and do the more clerical or, or technical work at times. And then using their more senior staff to focus on the type of work that requires the legal knowledge that they've been able to accumulate over all these years. In addition, you know, taking those more senior folks and, and giving them more customer-facing work, because frankly, they're, they're pretty good at it. And, uh, and firms want to take advantage of those relationships to, to relieve a little of the burden from the lawyers. Um, so we see a lot of firms creating specialists within the support staff, kind of centralized teams that specialize in a very specific type of work. Again, with, with, as we mentioned, with a system to get the work to the right teams, you're, you're putting the work in front of the people that are most efficient at it, frankly, like to do it more than probably others. And again, we're seeing a lot of movement towards uh, kind of centralized or, or virtualized pr production centers, really where that, that engagement is seamless to the attorneys, it's seamless to the law firm's clients, but that work may be getting done, you know, in a low-cost center in Louisville, Kentucky, or it may be being done by an outsourcer. We're seeing a lot of movement towards uh, making better utilization of outsourced legal work processing, among other solutions, as firms just really start to come to grips with, you know, is this a business we want to continue to be in, or should we engage with a, with a provider who's better suited to do this work and, and not facing some of the same challenges that the law firms do? And, you know, we talked a lot about engagement and how to keep your, your employees happy. I think we see a lot of firms as real estate needs have changed dramatically, fewer people in the office, and, and that's likely here to stay. Uh, a lot of firms are focused to, to make the office a bit of a show place, right? A place that people want to come and want to spend more time with their peers because, you know, frankly, people have gotten pretty comfortable working from home. So all of that, I think, is, uh, is on the horizon. We're working with a lot of firms who are undertaking significant change processes around their, their support staff. And I, I guess it's important to note that it, it really isn't often it's about headcount reductions. I mean, that, that, that does happen from time to time, but I think more often than not, it's it's more about utilizing the resources you have in a smarter and better way, wrapping that with technology that, that makes it seamless for the lawyers, makes it easy for them, and then also gives you data to help you make future decisions around recruiting and training and structuring. Thank you. That makes 
that makes a lot of sense. And it's a lot easier to explain than it is to execute for a lot of organizations, right? The tactics that you need to be able to, to make those decisions and get folks to embrace them culturally is the bigger challenge than being able to give a nod to, yes, we're going to be more efficient and we're going to use our people or other assets that we have more strategically. So I think it's, I think it's great that you were able to do the survey. I think the survey is a lot of proof about sentiment in the industry. Eric, is there anything else that you think that our audience should know? You know, uh, as you just mentioned earlier, it's, um, you made a good point is that the, the change aspect of all of this can be difficult, right? So, you know, we've done geez, 60 or 70 of these projects and we've learned a lot along the way. We've actually got some of our, what we call solutions consultants have actually come from law firms where they've successfully implemented change processes like these and, and implemented our technology. So again, although we're a technology company, we don't kind of ignore the fact that change management is such a big part uh, of the journey. You know, let's let's face it, law firms aren't traditionally known for their uh, embracing of new ways of working. But, you know, in the last 18 months, we've all proven to ourselves, I guess, that, that firms can change. And again, we're, we've been on that journey with the firms. You know, we're always advocates of, of having a champion of these changes, somebody who's, you know, really, really focused to the success of the project. And very often that needs to come from the very top of the firm, right? So we're engaging with COOs and chief HR officers to make sure that the right level of support is there within the business. Because, you know, let's face it, lawyers are busy. They're, they're worried about their, their billable hours. They're worried about their customers. They just want to make sure that the work they send to the back office is going to come back quickly, efficiently, and correctly. To the extent, you know, we can help firms do that more efficiently, great. But it all, it all begins and ends with, you know, we're here to, to help satisfy the lawyers and ultimately their clients. We want to do that in a smart way that, that makes it easy for them and frankly, you know, in most firms that we've worked with, the level of service that, that is returned upon the implementation of the technology and the change is typically much, much better. So there's efficiency to be gained, but there's also the human element that, uh, that can't be ignored. Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and all of your insights um, from your, you and your organization. Eric, I hope you can join us again next year and you can continue to share your insights. It's really been our pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Uh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Kristen, for a fun conversation. To find the reports that Eric referenced, please visit www.bighand.com and check under the resources section.